welcome to Astrology Bites. This is your host, Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Astrology for Real Life, a no BS guide for the astral curious. I'm also your host for this podcast series. If you're curious about astrology, you are definitely in the right place. This is episode 143 of Astrology Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on astrology. My goal is to make astrology feel simple, clear, fun, and totally applicable to your everyday life. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Today, we are talking about astrology for writers, and I have a special guest, my friend Gina Cadlick. Welcome, Gina. Thrilled to be here, Teresa. So excited to talk to you. Well, I, you know, first of all, A, I love you, just so people know, and B, I also, you have this great newsletter. We're going to talk about your newsletter, your classes in a minute, and it's Astrology for Writers newsletter that I've been subscribing to now for, I think, two years yeah, and, two years. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's great. I'm a writer. I'm also an astrologer, and I can tell people who are listening, it is something that I really refer to all the time because it does give an excellent template for how to really frame your writing and when to send things out. So we'll talk more about that in a second. But um, the one thing I want to start out that I have to get so curious about is I always have to ask people is how did you get into astrology? I mean. What I mean, you're a writer. What got you into astrology? You know, I got into astrology um, through the gateway drug that is tarot, right? And and that is not the journey for everyone, but it's certainly the journey for a lot of us. Um, and the very, very short bite-sized version of this, uh, as you might say, is that uh, tarot was a real part of my healing journey uh, when I was getting divorced uh, in my mid-20s. Uh, coming out as a lesbian, leaving the evangelical church, and just really embarking on this transformative spiritual journey um, and learning to read tarot and really starting to journal with tarot. Um, this is like back in 2013, 2014, uh, was, was a really important part of me um, taking steps as, as an individual outside of all of of, of some really destructive systems that had really informed my life thus far. And so I did that for, for a number of years. And I think just really encountered so much writing about tarot and so many teachers of the tarot, yourself included, your, your tarot writing was really, really impactful for me during that time. And this was years before we knew each other personally. Um, but a lot of folks referenced astrology. Um, and I am, a, as you know, I'm a Capricorn a sun moon and an Aquarius rising. And I'm a Saturn ruled person, very systems minded. And I love a good taxonomy. And so started reading about astrology and astrology really clicked for me uh, in a way that was just like learning a new language that I already spoke. And so it just immediately made sense. And really the opportunities, the opportunities to work with astrology professionally started coming to me pretty much once I started say, being willing to say yes to them. And it felt like I had to play catch up almost because folks started coming to me for with astrological questions before I felt like I had the expertise to answer them, you know? So it was, it was one of those things that was like, this is a life path for you. Like get on it is my short answer to, to that question. Well, it's like the universe kind of pulled you into it, you know, and that's the yeah. way I think this stuff works for people. It becomes a yeah. calling. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, astrology was my gateway to tarot. So I have the opposite experience. I came into yeah. astrology first through a girlfriend's mother when I was 15. Yeah. Got fascinated with it. 
And I just stumbled upon a tarot deck by accident when I was in a bookstore looking for astrology books. And here I am. So, and, you know, I just think it's very interesting how people kind of come into it. Which comes first? Do you ever just Mm -hmm. choose one? You know, so, so interesting. And of course, then I have to ask, well, how did you make the connection with, with astrology and writing? Yeah. So, I mean, I've been a, on the flip side, I've been a writer my whole life. You know, I was that kid, like so many of us, uh, you know, who are out here making a living at it. I was that kid who was writing stories when I was five and six years old. And once I realized that, you know, there was a person behind the book, uh, that that was a thing you could do, that was what I wanted to do. And so (laughs) the astrology for writers newsletter came out of necessity, actually, and that I got laid off from a hedge fund I was working at. Um, This is one of those you get laid off and it's the universe telling you to actually just get on your shit Um, things in early 2019. um, I got laid off from a very, very well paying marketing job at a hedge fund. And I had been the kind of person who said I would always have a day job. And meanwhile, I was freelance writing and I was working on a book and I was also starting to do astrology professionally. And then this happened and just came in and sideswiped me. And the idea for the newsletter came pretty much instantly. You know, I had a lot of friends who were astrologers who, who did, you know, the, the astrology thing and they did, they wrote horoscopes that were as so many people do, they were very general and they were for everyone. But I had this idea that I wanted it to be more specific because the idea of writing horoscopes that were more general didn't incredibly excite me. And to be clear, like I've done that, you know, I worked for, I wrote horoscopes for sanctuary for a year. Like I've, I've done the, I've done the general thing, but when it came to what I myself was working on, I was really excited by the idea of applying astrology to specific groups of people that I had experience professionally working with um, because I saw how you could use astrology in these really narrow slices of life um, to really gain specific insight. It's the specificity that you can get that really, really lights me up. And that's spoken like a true Capricorn, by the way. (laughs) Every Capricorn I know really likes that specific, organized like thing, and Virgos too, for that matter, they yeah. really, really like that. So uh, when you're talking, I just think, okay, this is very Capricorn sounding, which I love. Yeah. Of course, you know, I'm a Capricorn fan. So yes. uh, because I love the order of Capricorn. Now let's go right into some astrology stuff. So which planets are associated with writing? I mean, what is the planet mm-hmm. you think about right away when we talk about writing? I mean, Mercury, of course, right? Um, and I I mean, I personally love that we're recording this on a Wednesday. I don't know if you talk about the days when you actually are recording, but we are recording this on a beautiful Wednesday. So Mercury's day, it's perfect. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, writing is ruled by Mercury, right? Um, communication and words and books. Um, and so much of what I teach in my class too is about digging into Mercury and our relationship with Mercury as writers specifically. Because um, no matter what someone's chart looks like. I think there's a lot that we can learn from the trickster that is Mercury. There's so much in, at least in writing here in the United States and the way the publishing industry is that, oh my God, we take it so seriously. And we take our identities as writers so seriously. And there's so much, I think that we can really glean from the archetype of um, of the psychopomp. And so I, I spend a lot of time in our in my class, like really delving into our, into learning to hold things a little bit more lightly. Um, And Mercury helps us do that, I think. 
Well, I do, by the way, I always record on Wednesdays almost 99% of the time because it is Mercury's Day. So I'm actually very, very specific about that. You would think I was a Capricorn. I'm not. But I actually purposely pick that day. So I think that's really interesting that you mentioned that while we're recording this. I love that. Yes. So what can your natal chart reveal about you as a writer? This is something I'm dying to ask you. Oh, I mean, so much because um, Mercury, and again, we dive into this in, in the class and I talk about this in the newsletter a little bit too, but Mercury, the way that I delineate it for writers and especially especially for folks who are looking to write or who are writing professionally is that Mercury tends to indicate more about how you, uh, about how you process and about how your how you think, how your ideas work. And I really, but I really look to the third house and we spend several weeks on the third house in terms of those daily uh, slash, uh, if not daily, then regular writing routines. Because the third house is the traditional Gemini house, right? It's the traditional Mercury house um, or one of the houses that Mercury traditionally rules. Um, and it's where we see the daily rituals of life. It's where we see writing live. It's where we see like daily communication lives there. Um, And so I tend to put daily writing routines in the third. And so, and I have done, when I do client work, I, client work has never been a big part of my practice. Um, But when I do it, I've, I've done a number of readings for, uh, for writers and actually other astrologers also that literally just look at their third house because we're Mm -hmm. looking to unlock some, some stuckness, some, uh, you know, some blockages, some hangups about writing routines. And so we just dive into that third and into the planetary ruler of the third and just spend a lot of time going through the layers there. That's so interesting. You know, the third house, um, of course, uh, I'm a writer and I've got nothing going on in my third house. Mm-hmm. And I've got my Mercury stacked into my eighth house and it's just mm-hmm. jammed up there with all these other planets. And I remember uh, poking around in my chart when I was starting to get really serious about writing. And I'm like, okay, well, there's nothing going on in the third house. However, this is coming to the point mm-hmm. transits, transits. So let's talk about transits going through your third house because when my writing got super serious, uh, I had Saturn and Jupiter going through there and Pluto. Wow. Pluto's wow. been sitting there forever. Mm. So let's talk about transits in the in the third house. What does that yeah. what does that do for your writing? How might it hinder it? Yeah, I mean, I think a transit through the third, well, transits anywhere in the chart are going to tell you a lot about topics that may be coming up for you. Um, right. Uh, but they may also absolutely trigger an onslaught of activity, um, depending on what the topics of the house are. Right. So if you have Saturn and Jupiter just suddenly like come into a part of the chart, that's going to light some shit up. Right. Um, I also though, Teresa, like given that your third house is Capricorn. Yes. It's actually Sagittarius in uh, Placidus with Capricorn oh. intercepted. However, I believe what, in what, what about whole sorry, my, my brain is working in whole sign. Oh yeah, it would be Sagittarius then. In whole sign. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, but you've got this beautiful Jupiter ruled third house. Mm-hmm. And so I would also then be looking at what your Jupiter is doing in your natal chart and also what transits that that Jupiter may be receiving for some also also for some indications about how the writing may be getting tripped ah. and triggered. 
Well, interesting because in whole house, well, for people who are listening, there are different house systems. Let me just explain this real quickly. Um, and everybody has a system they like. I've been using Placidus. Why? Because it's what I, well, I actually started with whole signs. Then the first real book I got uh, was a Placidus. And so then I just stuck with it. You know, so oftentimes that's what happens. You kind of get something and you stick with it for whatever reason. But in whole signs, uh, my Jupiter ends up in my ninth house. Otherwise, it's in the eighth house. So there you go. But in your Jupiter in the ninth, that's just, that's so beautiful and so rich, right? Because I mean, and you know this, but for the for the folks who are listening, um, Jupiter is, is home in the ninth. Jupiter loves to be in the ninth because Jupiter is that healer teacher. And the ninth house is the traditional Sagittarius house, but it's the house that has to do with teaching and with wisdom traditions and with also with publishing incidentally. And so, and so much of your work, Teresa has to do with teaching and wisdom traditions and being a mentor and sharing and democratizing information about tarot and astrology and really like making it accessible to so many folks. And like, really you're not, you're, you're the anti-gatekeeper. You're interested in like smashing gates, which is so to me, like so much what Jupiter in the ninth is, is about. So yeah, it's like spread yeah. spread the info. We got to get yeah. that out there. We got to get yeah. that out there. So when you started applying astrology to your writing, how did it improve your writing? It really one of the things that it that I start, first started doing was really looking, and that I think is a really helpful um, entry point because when you start just looking at astrology or at the chart, it's it's so much information, and so it's like start with one, pick one thing, start there. And what I started with was moon cycles. Mm-hmm. It was paying attention to what is the moon doing every day, which is also a really helpful thing to do because the, of all the planets in the sky, the moon changes signs the most quickly. Um, it changes signs every few days. So in terms of mood and temperament and energy levels, that's pretty tied to the moon and is a pretty easy thing to, you know, month over month, start to notice how your energy ebbs and flows with both the sign the moon is in, but also whether it's waxing or waning. Um, and so I pretty quickly started to notice what times of month, um, like whether in a new or full moon cycle, I felt more energized. Uh, I started to notice what signs of the moon I, yeah, I, I worked better in, I guess you could say. Um, and so that was a really uh, simple thing that I started to do that also had an immediate impact on my work. And, you know, working with the moon, I work with the moon too. It's so simple. It's so simple. And it's such a great way to tap into astrology's wisdom and Mm -hmm. move with the energy rather than move against it. Yes. Which is what I always think of like astrology teaches you how to move with the energy, with your strengths. Mm -hmm. So I've got one last question too. Um, Is there anything that might show up in a writer's chart, in their Mm -hmm. natal chart that might show self-sabotage when it comes to their writing? Yeah, so there are definitely, I think that there are a few things you can look for, right? I don't know that there would necessarily be certain placements, but I would I would definitely pay attention to what your malefics are doing. And so your malefics being Mars, um, which is that warrior, right? So it's, it's how you like to fight or how you like to avoid fighting, as the case may be. Uh, and then Saturn, which uh, likes boundaries and likes restriction and, and different and is the disciplinarian. I like to call Saturn the dyke daddy, which you might want to avoid if you're not queer. But if you are, please feel free to just take that and run with it. Um, but if you, 
yeah, pay attention to where those show up in your chart because those can indicate places of like over-aggression or over-restriction depending on how you're working with them. Um, And then also pay attention to that point you made, Teresa, earlier about transits. Pay attention to where they're currently moving because like if you currently say have Mars or Saturn going through your third house or like currently on your Mercury, those would be some very relevant transits that would be impacting um, your writing, but just also how you're communicating, right? And like how you're just interacting with people and your ideas and how also just how you're thinking about yourself. So just paying attention to what Mars and Saturn are doing when it comes to self-sabotage is my general advice on that. That's a really good question. Yeah. And that is really good advice because I certainly know for everybody that I've worked with over the years, when Mars and Saturn are not behaving, well, yeah, then we've got some challenges. In fact, I, I did a really fascinating chart on my husband when he got in an accident and Mars was not in a happy place for him. Yeah. So pay attention to Mars and Saturn for life in general, but also for your writing. Yeah. So now let's talk about the course Astrology for Writers. And I want to know all about what is this course about? Where can people sign up? Uh, what do they need to know about it? Yeah. So out of, uh, I've been doing the newsletter for a few years and, uh, this course just developed out of the newsletter, which has been the most wonderful organic thing. So the course is called astrology for writers, how to make your writing work for you. And I've taught it live, uh, for several, uh, several times now and have at this point developed it into a self-paced version. Sorry, I'm Midwestern. You know me, Teresa. I can't say anything shortly. um, (laughs) So it's a self-paced version now, but you're basically getting everything I teach in the normal eight-week live version in a condensed, uh, you know, like pre-packaged 20 plus videos, all of the workbooks. It's all dropping on October 24th. It's currently available for pre-order on my website. Um, if you pre-order, you're going to get some bonus modules that I have actually never taught live, but that I'm developing just for folks who pre-order on Venus and Mars, which I'm really excited about. Um, so in the course though, I cover, um, and we have covered like historically, you know, what it, means uh, what these different planets and different placements mean, but for through the lens of being a professional writer specifically. So we talk about your sun, we talk about your moon and your um, like what you need to be emotionally fulfilled. We talk about your rising sign, your chart ruler. We really dig into your Mercury, um, into that third house, like we've discussed. We also talk about your second house and its planetary ruler. So that's how you're making money as a professional writer. Um, you want to talk about like self-sabotage and, you know, areas where we all have room for some development. Uh, we get into the 10th house, which is long-term, um, you know, some long-term goals some career, public reputation, what you're known for. Uh, and then, like I mentioned, I'm developing some stuff on Venus, which uh, when it comes to writing has to do with aesthetics, our relationship to, you know, art, uh, beauty, things like that. And then Mars, which, uh, which I love Mars, uh, has to do with work ethic our motivation, our drive, and how we access that um, in ways that are not self-sabotaging. So that's all of, it's a lot of material, Teresa. It is a significant amount of material. Um, But again, uh, I I really do think it's accessible for all levels because it's really, um, it's not it's not like it's an introduction to astrology course. It's really for specifically with the lens of folks who are writers. Um, 
you know, it's all with that in mind of how all of these planets and and different pieces of your chart are working toward your creative craft. Well, you always explain things so brilliantly. I mean, like your newsletter too. I, I'm such a fan of it. So um, for anybody who's just starting with astrology, they're not going to be too intimidated. They'll get no. the information. They'll be able to understand it, right? Yeah, they will. And the I think the helpful thing with this self-paced version is that it really is go at your own pace, right? Mm-hmm. And so whereas with the the live class, it is you know once a week, you know, like you're you're in there with everyone else. Like this really is a okay. I can take my time with it. I can press pause on the video. I, I, I of course include a resource list, you know, and other, um, and other folks to be going and checking out and, you know, suggested readings. Um, like folks can really, you know, sit with it and, and take their time and digest. So. And for people like me who are really busy, who don't have time to attend a class, a weekly class, which I rarely have time for that. Right. This self-paced course, I'll have to say is really a brilliant idea because it's more accessible uh, for again, if you can't do it because you're busy, maybe you've got family, you've got responsibilities, you've got late hours with work, this makes it so everybody can get their hands on it. So I really appreciate that you've you've done that and created this program. I'm glad to hear that. And that's that's what I was hearing from a lot of folks. You know, they were working on weekends, like folks had, and I mean, it's a pandemic, like folks had trouble finding childcare, right? Um, and and there are also plenty of people who are in non-US time zones. Um, yep. you know, who were who it just wasn't, it was not accessible um to anyone who wasn't in a, in the United States. Um, and so I'm really excited that uh that this is just gonna be a much more doable thing, uh, a much more doable thing for everybody. Um, and yeah, it's, I'm really, I'm really excited about that. And also then to keep developing other courses that now that this one can just kind of live, um, yes. on its own. Yeah. I think that's great. And most writers will say we're very busy having something we can do on our downtime like this is fabulous. So yeah. I'm just really grateful that you've created that. So of course, where can people find this? Where can they sign up? Where can they get your newsletter? Where can they do all things Gina? All things Gina live at my website, ginacadlick.com, J-E-A-N-N-A-K-A-D-L-E-C.com. The course is there for pre-order. It drops October 24th in its entirety. The newsletter uh, is a substack, ginacadlick.substack.com, but that's also linked on my website. Um, And then Twitter and Instagram. Um, And it's just my name, uh, same handle, uh, both of those places. But the website is where all of it lives and you can find all the links, uh, all the links there. And Teresa, you're just, you're just the best. You're so supportive of literally everyone, like, and so generous with your time and, and with your expertise and your wisdom. And, you know, like, I mean, if I could go back in time to like little Gina, you know, who was coming out and, figuring her shit out like almost 10 years ago, like read literally reading your website. I to now, like where we're just talking as friends, like I she wouldn't believe it, you know. Oh, well, I'm such a fan of everything you do. And I really truly think that people, if they're not in your world, they are missing out. You are doing amazing work. I know you've got a memoir coming out too, which of course I want to quickly mention that. Uh, You just got so many good things happening and your world is so rich and full and dynamic and you are just such, such a wonderful human. So I am just grateful to know you and to witness your work and all the great things you're doing out there. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Well, thank you, friend. It's so, so good to be on your podcast. Finally. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it's taken this long. Sometimes good, <laughs> good things take delighted. time. Good things truly, take time. <laughs> truly, truly. Well, thank you for having me. Such a delight. Well, I am just honored that you were able to make time for this today on Mercury's Day. Mm-hmm. All right, people. Well, that is all for today's episode. And you know what you're going to do right after you're done listening. You're going to go over to ginacadlick.com. You're going to check out Astrology for Writers. You're going to subscribe to that newsletter. You're going to get into that program and follow Gina wherever she is because she really is amazing. And that's a wrap. And if you're enjoying the show, you know also what I want you to do. Head on over to iTunes and leave a kind review. Why? Because that's the best way to help new listeners discover the show. And of course, I appreciate that so much. And for more fun stuff, head over to my website, thetarolady.com. You'll find tons of resources about tarot and astrology, including my free monthly forecasts and horoscopes and so much more. Again, that's thetarolady.com. I'll see you there. And remember, no matter what's going on in the cosmos today, ultimately, you are in charge of your life. You're in the driver's seat. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change the course. You're the boss and you've got that power. Be kind to yourself and others and make smart decisions. I'll see you in the next episode.